T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I've posted an article on my Facebook and Twitter, at Michael R. Caputo and uh, Michael Caputo on on Facebook. Uh, you can read it there. Droy Murdoch, who is a writer for National Review and a writer for uh, uh, for the New York Post, uh, talking about Rudy Giuliani, and uh, it's an important article. I think you should read it. But uh, I, I more importantly, I want to bring in uh, Droy Murdoch. I'm going to go ahead and push this button. The one right here, right? The one that's red that says "Do not push." Right, DeRoy, are you here? Oh, no, you push the red button, we're all going to die. <laughs> hey, DeRoy, great article, man. You, you are, you think Giuliani should be uh, Secretary of State. I do, and I appreciate the song you played uh, coming into this segment to help you, the way. You know what, dude? You and I have stood and watched that song live more than once together, haven't we? We have seen Jerry, the late, great Jerry Garcia play that song uh, one or more occasions. We're bringing back great memories, but I think the title is very apt for what we're going through now. I think there is help on the way. Uh, Trump is doing a fantastic job in this transition. He's defying his critics. Uh, you know, we heard that this man was uh, thin-skinned, closed-minded, vindictive. Uh, he had dinner with Mitt Romney last night, who's probably his biggest uh, critic uh, all the way up through Election Day. I don't think the man even voted for Trump, and yet this is the second time they've met. Um, he has reached across uh, the aisle. He's had Democrats to talk to him. Uh, he's uh, putting together a cabinet that is uh, racially diverse with women in there, and uh, women of uh, Indian extraction, women of Chinese extraction. So uh, all these complaints about this you know, white supremacist, closed-minded, thin-skinned, sociopathic bomb thrower, I think, are being proven totally incorrect. Um, and I think he's defying his critics on the left and also on the never-Trump right. So, so far, so good. As far as Rudy Giuliani, I think he would be a terrific Secretary of State, uh, he is a man who ran uh, New York City's government and basically brought us out of a completely disastrous situation in a way that I, as a New Yorker, didn't think would be possible. He did so quickly and uh, led this uh, led this city uh, beautifully and then basically acted almost as de facto president, uh, acting president of the United States on September 11th when um, Vice President uh, Cheney was uh, in the undisclosed location and President Bush was on Air Force One uh, avoiding possible assassination by al-Qaeda. Um, he is very well traveled. <clears throat> he knows the world, and I think he'd do a spectacular job at the State Department. You actually talk in your article, which I really hope people will read, uh, that the, the critics are that uh, are saying that that Romney's international experience actually disqualifies him. But we actually have had secretaries of state with very similar, well, not similar experience, but similar commercial ties internationally, haven't we? We have. There's this idea that, oh, you know, shame on Rudy. He actually uh, made money overseas. He's got commercial clients outside the United States, therefore can't be a president of the United States. Uh, boy, if, if this were a, uh, if this were a disqualifying, uh, factor, we would not have had, uh, president, uh, Secretary of State, rather, Warren Christopher, uh, under Bill Clinton. He was, uh, with partner, senior partner with the, uh, O'Melvin and Myers, uh, law firm. Their contract, their, uh, clients, rather included Lockheed and uh, Northrop. They had offices in London and Tokyo before Christopher came in, and uh, they opened offices in Hong Kong and Shanghai while he was at the State Department. Um, 
I didn't necessarily agree with everything Warren Christopher did, but he served honorably. Uh, then we had Lawrence Eagleburger, who served under uh, President G.H.W. Bush, Daddy Bush, as I call him. He was president of Kissinger Associates. They've got all sorts of uh, international clients, including U.S. multinationals like American Express and Coca-Cola and foreign firms such as Fiat and Volvo. They actually keep their client list secret, believe it or not. And despite the secret client list of Kissinger Associates, which he led from, uh, let's see, 84 to 89, he still became the 62nd Secretary of State. And George Schultz ran Bechtel, the big uh, construction and engineering company between 1974 and 1982. Uh, they had uh, clients at the time he came in in 20 nations, 132 major projects, yielding $11 billion in revenue, and that included such countries as Algeria, New Zealand, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, and uh, George Schultz entered the State Department and helped uh, Ronald Reagan end the Cold War without firing a shot. So uh, I think as long as Rudy Giuliani declares his, his previous business interests, uh, severs those ties, puts him in a blind trust or something like that. There's no reason he can't be as great a Secretary of State as Warren Christopher or perhaps even George Schultz. Now, you, you as a, a, a diehard conservative, Deroy and I know each other since college days, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, you know one of the reasons I became a conservative is because I was weren't we roommates or, or or not roommates? We were my roommate was one of your best friends, so we spent a lot of time together in Georgetown. That is right. Yeah, you came to D.C. We were at CPAC. I think we met at CPAC 85. Yes, we did. So I think we go back, what, 31 years now? Yeah, we do. And, and DeRoy, I mean, I must admit that, you know, sitting and listening to you you and Gerard Alexander, who's not a professor, now a professor at UVA, talk about conservatism. And it, it, it kind of nurtured me in the early days and I became a, when I was discovering my own ideology. You as a conservative and as a writer have been critical of Donald Trump. I mean, you were not a never-Trumper and you were not insulting about the guy like a lot of people were. But your criticism was ideology-based. Do you think Donald Trump is a conservative? Uh, I appreciate your kind words about uh, what a great influence I've been on you. That's that's good to know. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Look, I think that uh, Donald Trump over the years, given his donations to Democrats and other things, I think it was a mystery what his views are. My sense is that he may not be a deeply philosophical uh, conservative who reads uh, Friedrich Hayek, Milton Friedman, and William F. Buckley uh, you know, at his bedside before he goes to sleep in Trump Tower. But I think he has generally conservative, uh, pro-enterprise, pro-free enterprise, uh, and uh, pro-strong um, America, if you will, uh, instincts. And um, I think in most cases he, he's clear on those instincts, and he's surrounding himself with people who actually are ideological conservatives who've worked at places like the Heritage Foundation, as Elaine Chow did, and uh, people like Mike Pence, who's very much an ideological uh, free marketeer and conservative. I believe he ran a think tank in Indiana and also is a, a, one of the darlings of the Club for Growth, which is uh, sort of the Vatican of, of uh, free markets among, among uh, super PACs, if you will. And uh, I think that he's, he's got conservative instincts. He's acting on them. And I, I've seen nothing really fall out of line in that respect other than his, his views on trade are not exactly... Uh, pure free trade views, I would say. Um, I think there's some concern on this carrier deal, which is great news for the people in Indianapolis who are going to be able to keep their jobs, that it's really better to have a blanket free market approach rather than handle companies one by one. But be that as it may, I think we're all happy to see these people keep their jobs. Uh, but generally speaking, I think he's got conservative instincts, and I think he's surrounded himself with very uh, solid free market-oriented uh, practitioners around him in the cabinet and in some of these appointments, he'll be able to take these ideas and uh, these instincts and implement them into um, actually conservative public policy. And that's excellent news for this country. Duroy, you're uh, 
uh, you're a commentator on, I guess, uh, not just, but I think Fox, right? And maybe even some other networks. Fox News contributor, correct. Right. Been for about, this is my fourth year. Now, uh, what are, cons- what do you think, what are diehard Trump supporters who despise Romney to think if Donald Trump appoints Romney as Secretary of State? Well, uh, I think if that happens, there'll be a lot of people who be disappointed. Some people might be outraged. Um, I think the good news is if this happens, it will show that um, Trump is somebody who is uh, able to, to reach out to his former enemies. Uh, it shows that he's somebody who's willing to take the tent and make it bigger. Uh, I think as much as I am um, a much bigger fan of, of Giuliani, I think Romney's a smart man. He's a competent, very competent, able administrator and manager. I'm sure he has a lot of international uh, connections, so I think he can do the job well. I don't think he'll fall flat in his face and fail. I would do you trust him? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think he's smart enough to know that if he's running around behind Trump's back, sabotaging his, uh, his agenda, that'll get back to Trump in no time. And Trump's two favorite words are, you're fired. Right. And I think that that's what will happen to Romney if, if he starts sandbagging uh, Trump's agenda. But uh, rather than have to think about that or worry about that, I'd much rather have somebody like Rudy Giuliani who is on board with uh, Trump's viewpoints and agenda and will go ahead and implement them uh, zealously and robustly rather than perhaps with uh, a little less enthusiasm if that's the case with Romney. Right. Now, and one last thought while you're with us, and, and I, know you got, I know you're busy today, I'll let you go. Um, you're, you're one of the guys I know who, who is looking forward, sees stories before they happen. What are you looking at out there? Uh, what are you thinking about writing about your column uh, in the weeks ahead? What's jumping out at you that people aren't seeing? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, just a couple themes. One is that um, I've touched on this a little bit, but I think six, six months from now, uh, Obama's legacy will be pretty much erased. The one thing that will remain is his 87 88% increase in the national debt. That's not going away anytime soon. But Obamacare will be repealed and replaced. I think the Paris climate deal probably will be uh, will be torn up. I think if what uh, Trump ought to do is submit it to the Senate and let the Senate vote it down, which is how we should do these things, right. rather than just sign them by decree, which is what Obama did, being the dictator that he is. Um, I think the Iran nuke deal may go up in flames, uh, pretty much going down the whole list of executive orders on amnesty, all this other stuff. Uh, Obama is a, a fundamentally lazy man, and he didn't have the energy to develop bipartisan majorities for all of these things. He just basically had things passed only by Democrats, or he ruled by decree. And that's nice in the short term. In the long term, what it means is there aren't Republicans and Democrats ready to sign up and uh, line up and defend these things. And Trump will come in and, and erase most of these things. And I think uh, by the 4th of July, Obama will have been more or less like a tourist who came to Washington for eight years, took a lot of pictures, and went home. I'm going to give you a story, Deroy, before, before we let you go. All of those executive orders and all of those, you know, interagency regulations and things, the insidious stuff that they did because they couldn't get it passed in Congress. Guidance letters. Guidance letters. Thousands of them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be gone on day one. Mm -hmm. On day one. All gone. Every single one of them. Just like that. Absolutely. Just with a pen. This is, A, great news because most of these are terrible things. But B, if, if Obama had, had, had taken his political capital, gotten off the golf course, and sat down with the Republicans and said, look, we need to do X, Y, Z on sexual harassment on college campuses, for example, and come up with some 
middle-of-the-road plan that Democrats could support, you know, maybe not all Republicans, but some could support, there would be a statute on the books that would remain for a while. It would take a while to, to overturn it. Instead, he had somebody at the uh, Department of Education sit down a word processor, type up this thing, which basically strips away due process rights for anybody who's accused of, social, uh, of sexual harassment on college campuses, uh, run basically young men off campus uh, very often in one of these, kind of these confusing he said, she said type situations. And this was promulgated by the Department of Education as a letter, not even a proper regulation. We have to have several months of comment back and forth. You know, so anybody can write a letter, send it out, say, okay, this has the force of law. You know, that's called a decree. That's the way people rule in third world dictatorships. This is the way people re- used to rule behind Iron Curtain. And this is the way that Obama has ruled for most of his eight years, which was horrible. But the good news is Trump is going to come in and tear this stuff up, um, if not between now and July 4th, maybe between now and January 21st. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to follow DeRoy Murdoch's writings in National Review uh, and uh, the things that he posts uh, that, that are published by the New York Post in their print edition. You need to follow DeRoy Murdoch on Fox News, one of the smartest men I've ever known. DeRoy, thank you so much for checking in with us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Mike, my pleasure. Great to talk to you. Take care now, DeRoy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.